Hey everybody, and welcome back to Dudes Being Dudes podcast. This is our eighth episode. It is Friday, the 1st of April, 2022. There are no April Fool jokes in this episode because April Fool's jokes are for fucking assholes. It's been a minute since we've been here, and that's where today's podcast starts. What's it like when you go back to shooting a television show? And it's your first day and you're in a bunch of the first couple of episodes and for a variety of reasons. And of course, because your buddy is busy, you don't get a chance really to come up for air. So I don't necessarily know when the next time is that we're going to have a guest on the podcast, but we go over a bunch of stuff today. What it's like coming back, the weather in Georgia, our collaboration at the moment with Fuck Cancer and why that's important to Knocking Point. Um, the most interesting take on the thing that happened at the Oscars that everybody and their fucking brother is talking about. Oh man. Colonoscopies. We do talk. We talk about colonoscopies. It was nice to catch up with Drew. Um, you know, he being my best buddy and all, I think that uh, if we're going to spend 35 minutes on the phone, we might as well record it. Yeah. Stocking Point is presented by Knocking Point Wines. It's also in conjunction with our friends at Studio 71. And I would like to thank both, both Taryn and Zacco, who actually had nothing to do with this podcast. He was on a plane. He's on his way to Texas. It's WrestleMania weekend. I am not going to WrestleMania weekend. We delve into that on the pod as well. But I wish all my friends in the WWE and all the other various shows that are going on in Texas over the weekend all the best of luck. I wish I was there. Um, I don't think there's... I don't think many people are going to be sneaking off at the wedding that I'm going to to uh, to 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 watch the live feed on Peacock. Actually, I don't know if you can do that in Canada because I'm heading to Montreal. But I digress. Without further ado, my buddy Drew and I catching up and also talking about our significant fundraising effort that we are making along with our friends Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. We're being a we're a very 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 small part of their collective effort. And we discussed that. So the Dudes Being Dudes podcast is back. This is episode eight, and you're listening to it now. What's going on, big dog? Oh, you know, um, just wondering where you've been. You've been, doing, you've been <laughs> Actually, we haven't really even chatted. I mean, a couple texts here and there, but it sounds like you've been yeah. sleeping, traveling, screwing, relaxing. Is that right? Doing nothing, screwing around. <laughs> That's it. That's my thing it. for so you the- today, I was thinking about on my walk this morning. I want to ask you what it's like, and I want you to share with me uh, and everyone else. What is it like being, uh, you know, number one on a call sheet going into the first episode of a show and the first episode of a new season? And what are those first two weeks like? Because you, you've done it a couple of times now. We can we can dig in later, but I want you to tell me because I just know you on a personal level and mm-hmm. your availability. And I've mm-hmm. watched you go dark in the last two weeks. And I know that it's for no other reason than your job. So I want to hear about like what unfolds in the first week or two 
of everybody getting back together and getting on set and a couple hundred people digging in and going for it because it's clearly time consuming as shit. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to answer that. I'm going to answer that in a, in a, in a couple of parts, but I want to get into okay. two, I want to get into two specific things first. Number yeah. one, it's nice that we have this on video. So hopefully everything with our platform Riverside that we use works because I want people to be able to see that I haven't spent the past three weeks on a heroin bender. Okay. That I actually look, you know, I look relatively, you know, put together, eyes are bright, you know, the bags are a little bit more prevalent than normal, but there's no ring light shit happening here. This is just natural light. Everything's going good. So we've been missing our weekly obligation, but it's not because of anything nefarious. It's because of the basis of this question. The second thing is the main reason that it is nerve wracking and it is incredibly nerve wracking is because it's like anything you played you played you played baseball in university in college right you played pretty close mm-hmm. to a professional level correct uh i mean there was a moment where that where that, that could have happened yeah but uh i wouldn't call it super close because that disrespects people who made it i think so sure i didn't make it okay okay <laughs> Nice yeah. hat, by the way. Appreciate it. That's Kennedy's <laughs> team, ironically. Right? I know. So uh, I coach, and so now I've got a Jays hat, which I don't mind. I know, it's, which is awesome, which is great. Yeah. Um, so the thing that is incredibly nerve-wracking is that we are currently shooting episodes one and two together. They're being directed by Pete Siegel. We're shooting in blocks now, which is not something that used to be typically common, but I think is actually become going to become a lot more common uh, I, I, I hesitate to say post-pandemic, but since the pandemic, you want to block things together and just try to get two episodes done at a time. And just remember that when you are watching those first two episodes, one of those scenes is going to be the first scene that we shot. The first scene. First up, Tuesday morning, March 8th. Okay. Now, when you were playing baseball at the end of a season, when you're in your groove, when you're in baseball shape, when you've been getting your cuts in, you don't think about an at bat, right? But then that next year, that first practice, right? Maybe you've been hitting off a tee, but the first time that you face live pitching again, is your skill set at the same level as it was at the conclusion of the previous season? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. No, because yeah. you haven't because you haven't had the reps. So that's what becomes incredibly nerve wracking for me is they'll try to have a scene in where maybe you don't have a huge speech or a huge amount of dialogue, but nonetheless, you've got to seamlessly fit in to where you were in this case almost ten months beforehand. It's like riding without a bike, it. man. That's just like that's a, sure. that's a pretty, pretty that's a pretty heavy expectation, really, if you think about it from like a creative standpoint. Huh? It's like, you know, it is. So here's the story. Tried... You remember where you were. You remember the beat, right? right? Like, just pick it up and let's go. Right? You're a machine. Let's, let's go. Do it. <laughs> so they always they always say we're going to put in something nice and light. But I'll say, are you ever watching one of your favorite television shows and you're watching the season premiere and you? turn tap your wife on the shoulder and go Jen you know what that looks like the first scene of the season that they shot no because yeah, that would mean yeah. in some way that it would be inferior 
So well, back that, to baseball, I mean, I mean, that's why they've got spring training, right? And that's like right. Opening that's right. And, and opening day, you know, when they run Kershaw or whoever out to the bump and they hand him the ball, you know, his first toss of the old spring isn't on uh, yeah. you know, that first day in front of 65,000 fans. I, I get it, man. No. I get it. So there's that. And then, you know, as, as, as the lead, um, and, and I would, I would say very much so that, that, that Alexander and I are very much one and one a, but in terms of a protagonist and the person whose story we're telling, we spend more time alone with alone with Jack. So what typically happens, and this happened all the time on arrow is I'm going to have lighter episodes but they're never the first episode and they are never yeah. the last episode. So yeah. the other thing that we talk about is I talk about set legs. You know, you get your sea legs after a little bit of time for set legs. It's just getting used to all of a sudden banging out an 11, 12 hour day plus a workout in the morning and then going back and doing it the next day when you're not used to, when you're not used to that grind and it typically really wallops you over the head. Um, but in terms of the couple hundred people getting back together, one thing that I've been very lucky with over the course of my career, principally starting with, with arrow, because it's the first time that I can give it this type of example. I was a regular on hung, but I never went back for another season is on Arrow, we always had a really, really high level of continuity with the crew. And the same thing happened this year with Heels. We have a lot of new people in the office, meaning line producer, location, maybe not location manager, but a lot of new people in the office. But in terms of the first AD, the camera operators, um, we've got a, 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 the lighting, the grips, we have a great deal of continuity with the crew. So in that sense, it's like the first day of school and everyone wears their nicest outfit and you high five. And by the end of the day, you're just, you're just all back together. But Great. yeah, but, but how do, how do the workouts impact your performance? Are you sore? I mean, I mean, obviously you've been working out during, during the, the, the hiatus too, but um, I've seen your workouts and I know who you're working out with and I know yeah. that they get serious in the gym. Are you, are you sore? Because I get sore when I work out, and I still work out pretty regularly, and I, I get sore every day. You got to be like, are your hamstrings tight when you're when you're moving around set? You got to be. I am. I am a little. I am a little sore. I'll I'll tell you though. I I feel like, in a certain way, like you mentioned, going for a walk first thing in the morning. Um, you know, theoretically, getting up and going for a walk, and like I've 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 walked. I've walked with you. You 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 walk at a pace that most people. If it, if it were a treadmill, most people would be jogging, and you're walking. You've got long legs and you take big strides. And for people that don't know, Drew's Drew's like one of those. It's like back in the Renaissance when guys would take pictures and they would show off their calves, right? Drew would have fit right in. He just zooms when he walks. But theoretically, you would think that getting up and going for a walk and burning calories and stuff like that would would actually tire you out towards the end of the day <clears throat> excuse me but in a lot of ways it actually invigorates you and that's yeah. the same working out that's the same working out for me um 
I actually like to be a little bit more methodical with my workouts right now. I like to take about an hour and 15 to an hour and 45 minutes, but that's actually because I'm not trying to burn a bunch of calories or take time between sets. I'm just trying to be methodical. So working out before actually helps. Now, that being said, I am sore because uh, a week ago today and this past Wednesday, I spent the better part of, of 12 hours in a wrestling ring and yeah. and really going for it and that um uh, both of those matches are 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 two of the like hardest hitting matches that i think we've done on the show so i am a little sore but nothing acute you yeah. know nothing acute that's good uh, yeah well yeah, yeah it's nice to see you come up for air on a weekday because you were working weekends too right no. no, so so we went I to camera you had a Saturday. Uh, yeah, well, we had a Saturday with some. We had a Saturday with some with some rehearsals, and then ah. the previous the previous Saturday, the previous Saturday, we went to camera on March eighth. So I shot the eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and then our good buddy Nick Nicotera uh, married uh, his his now beautiful bride Katie in Palm Springs. So I was on a plane there. And saw the photos. Uh, yeah, saw the that photos. Was, that was that. That I was told that, that, Zacho, that was nice. maybe even you, possibly even you. I told Zacho specifically at the wedding to go tell Nick that I know that the wedding's happening and that I I know I wasn't invited, and I just want him to know that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. I don't take it personal. I don't take it personal. I'm not in the close circle, but I have had a lot of fun with 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 you know Nick. <laughs> over the years and I'm super happy for him. He's a, he's a funny guy. Oh, it was a really, it was a really beautiful wedding. It was, I mean, not, 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 uh, not surprising because it was in Palm Springs, but the weather was absolutely pristine and perfect. Nick, Nick looked great. He had all of his groomsmen wear, wear tuxes, but well, black, more black tie, but he had them all wear comfortable shoes, which I thought was a really, really nice gesture. And, and his bride, Katie looked absolutely radiant as, as did my, as did my, as did my date. Cass cleans up nice. She does. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, I saw photos. It looked really nice. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, I also saw Zacho went to another wedding. I think the weekend after it was wedding season. And and now and now um, now Zacho is enjoying himself in Texas this weekend uh, with um, with with friends at uh, at at WrestleMania. Meanwhile. Tomorrow, I am headed to Montreal for Julie Greenbaum of uh, co-founder of Fuck Cancer's Wedding. Really? That's great. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going down. We she, were... put, she put her wedding on the Sunday of WrestleMania. God <laughs> she, she had no idea. She had no idea. No, no, I think no, she no, and of it's 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 Brian, right? That, that she's marrying. Am, am, I, am I making that up? I'm, I should no. know this. It's terrible. No, no, Robert. Oh, oh okay. Uh-oh. Yes. Okay, Rob. Sorry, I should know this because I think one of the last trips that we took pre-COVID, we ended up in New York and we ended up with them for dinner. Um, it was great. Um, and uh, talked about the engagement and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. here we are, a couple couple years later, mm-hmm. post COVID pause, and it's all happening. That's great. Speaking yeah. of speaking all of fuck cancer, the weddings are happening. Should we just should we just dig in now? Speaking of fuck cancer, is that a perfect segue? 
That is a perfect segue. Let's let's do it. I, I'm doing a little video today to talk with people about it being in the member shop, but let's talk a little bit about the fuck cancer wine that came out in the in the March the March first shipment of the Founders Club. Yeah, feel free, man. I mean, this is this is something that you know you've you've done for knocking point and for fuck cancer for years now, and mm-hmm. I don't know how many years we are in, but you know the one thing that I said about it recently was that in previous years it was a bit more of a of a of a classy label. Um, and this year yeah. kind of like, you know, you know, coming out of the post COVID ish time and, uh, just the world, the way that it is, you, you just wanted a big one of these on the label this year. So that's it. Just, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and I, people love I think it. it. I think it came out. I think it came out really nice. We put it out in the, we put it out in the member shop and, uh, well, we put it out in for the founders club. And then last week we released it to the public for a brief period of time. Correct. Yeah, like a half day on a Saturday, just just super quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, it's 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 gone really well. People really dig it. Um, when you're listening to this pod, you can also probably at that point go check on my Instagram pages because I've got a beautiful bottle of it downstairs, and I'm gonna hold it up and talk a little bit about it. But um, you know, for anyone that doesn't for doesn't know, and I shouldn't assume that you do, I met Julie Greenbaum back in 2012 or I became aware of Julie Greenbaum back in April of 2012, when my mom and I, while she was in the midst of chemo, uh, held a beer up outside of a bar called the Sports Cafe in Toronto to just say, fuck cancer, like that. And then a mutual friend connected Julie and I, because she ran or co-founded a charity called Fuck Cancer, which was just simply based out of Montreal at that point. Uh, and since then, I've become an ambassador of sorts for Fuck Cancer and uh, have introduced them to a couple of people that are now on their board and done a couple of different charity campaigns and projects that have raised, um, you know, upwards of a, certainly well over a million dollars, probably closer to two or two and a half. And uh, Knocking Point doing a wine with Fuck Cancer is just one of it, it's just a continuing effort of that. It's a great charity. Um, there was another fuck cancer found by Yale Cohen uh, out of Los Angeles. And those two have since merged together. So both Julie and Yale and, and Heather, who's sort of their C, CFO, she, Heather, she's CEO, CFO, runs, Heather, yeah, CFO, she's something like that. Yeah. Heather, Heather Coon, yeah. she's, she's wonderful as well. And people that have followed me for a while have, uh, have seen me do, a, I think it was a, a little, Instagram live with her. Possibly this was before there was Instagram live. I'm not sure, but uh, they're a wonderful organization. They specialize in, they specialize in, in education because um, education and prevention is, uh, is two of the things that I think are, are, are frankly most important in the fight against cancer, because once you have it, then you're into the, then you're into the treatment of it and you're trying to cure it. But there are things that, uh, you know, there, there are things for, for women to do. I know that for us, we're not quite getting to that age, but at a certain point, uh, you know, you and I, you got to bite the bullet and get the finger up the butt and just make sure that the prostate's all good and the colon's all good. And, um, educating the masses on that is, is one of the best and most effective ways to combat this terrible disease. Yep. Um, yeah, and, I'll back uh, you up. I've, I've been there already, just so you know, the door. Okay. Number two. I've been there, sure. buddy. Um, 
it runs in the family. So the doc said to sure. go get checked early. So I had to go do the, the whole colonoscopy thing. And boy, it's a, it's a memorable experience, right? Look, yeah. there's a million worse things that you could go through. Um, but I will say that when you go through colonoscopy for the first time, it's incredibly, it's an incredibly unique experience. That's great. That. I mean, we should, we should dedicate, <laughs> we should dedicate an entire episode to that. Um, but uh, it's one of a kind. Yeah. It's one of a kind, right? I mean, you, we could talk. And then I chose to do the Twilight um, anesthesia. anesthesia? Yeah, just because I had a lot to do that day. And I know how groggy you are coming out of it. And I was like, no, let's do the Twilight. And, um, you know, I just I would just go for the general next time. What did you have sleep. to do for the rest of the day? Go for a long bike ride? Probably not, right? No, I don't remember what it was, but it was a, it was a day get that? full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that joke or no? The bike ride? What did I do? No. You're not going to want to go sit on your ass for the rest of the day? After the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so much that as it was um, it, it was the emptying out your body for the right. 24 to 36 hours beforehand. Right. You know like, what? I remember, you I, re- don't, yeah. I remember you going through that. I, we never spoke about the aftermath of it. It was the lead up to it because, you know, you're living your life. You're doing all that stuff. And then you have to, but you. You have to you have to make sure that your system is clear. You have to make sure you just drain the tanks completely. Yep. yep. And it's not yep. something the human body is used to. Let's just say that. No. Like no. let's just empty it out. And then when you think it's empty, you gotta keep drinking the stuff that makes your body continue to pass and you're just like, I am so empty right now that I don't but yet you're supposed to finish it. You're like, I'm finishing yeah. this. You know, and it's like, I don't know that I could be any emptier right now. <laughs> but look, man, you know, it all worked out. Everything was good. Um, and, uh, you know, it's well worth the, you know, the 24 hours of discomfort. That's for yes. sure. Agreed. So, Let's yeah. pivot. Sticking with Knocking Point and sticking with fundraising. We are a couple of weeks into um to doing a very very small part in in our friends Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis's campaign to stand with Ukraine. I don't know where they stand with their fundraising, but why don't you give everyone a little update on where we are with ours? Yeah, they're at 35 million last time I checked. They they shot That's up impressive. To, to 20 and then 25 and then 30 rather quickly. I think they their their sites are set on 40 million now. You know, we set out to raise a hundred grand, which I think is pretty ambitious for a little wine company, um, and we're halfway there too, right? So, um, I think in the in the in the grand scheme of things, if we can do our hundred, you know, I mean, aside from a few, um, you know, ultra high net worth individuals that are friends of theirs that have put in, you know, a million or two here and there, um, I don't know other groups or people that have, you know, put in six figures, which is why I wanted to get there, you know, frankly, and to yeah. play a role, and um, so we're halfway there. Um, still going strong. Um, on top of that, we've gotten companies to come in and match key milestones, right? So we've gotten four or five different people and companies to uh, hop in, starting with Ardent X, which is our freight partner. Um, mm-hmm. They matched the first ten thousand dollars raised. We had a, we had a company called Inventory, which is actually run out of Canada. Eh? Uh, there's, there's they're based in Toronto and in Calgary. It's a seller management app. Um, and they came in and matched $2,500, which is fantastic. We're going to have more with them. It's a really interesting app and service that I think that our members can uh, benefit from. And then we also had a match from our friends at Kind Humans, 
um, who we've known for a Lovely. long time, Justin and Susie and, 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 and crew. Um, and then we had another match of uh, $5,000 from our friends at Wine Insiders, which is another wine club, but not at all a competitor, you know, you know, to us. So it's like rallying people in our, you know, sphere of influence, a little bit on the beverage side, freight partners and stuff to come in and match another, you know, I believe it was north of $20,000 in just, you know, direct matches. Um, it's pretty cool too, obviously. So, yeah. um, you know, at the time of this recording, we're, we're about halfway there, you know, to our goal. And if there are any companies out there that want to match, you know, twenty five hundred or five thousand dollars in 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 sort of the next milestone raise through our uh, program. Um, you know, feel free to reach out, and um, you know, we're happy to spread the love and to talk about you and to you know bring you into the mix with us and to um, you know really amplify the story and amplify um, you know what Ashley Miller are doing in our own kind of smaller way, but still, you know, we've got a pretty powerful platform and community. And as Steven said, he's raised millions for you know, fuck cancer in the past. And I mean, we've even raised a million dollars in the past through our own platform and community. So we just, we just didn't think that we could let Ashton and Mila and the people of, of, you know, Ukraine, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, 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 you know, go through what they're going through without us stepping up and helping too. So um, here we go. And obviously it. we'll, we'll give you, if you go to knockingpoint.com, you get access to the GoFundMe page, but what we've also done, and it's a very small thing, but the second wine that we did with Ashton and Mila outside wine, we pivoted profits of that from us uh, to to their GoFundMe page. Uh, it, I'm correcting saying that it's just it's just called Stand with Ukraine, correct? Yeah, that's, or that's it's just that's, a, it's, right. That's 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 the mission. That's the hashtag. That's the campaign. Got it. Yeah, out, yeah. So uh, outside wine, you know, was launched with Ashton and Tony Hawk, right? So the proceeds um, were, you know. Um, uh, so uh, Tony has a skate park project, which we all know about, right? And Ashton has Thorn, which is his, um, his, 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 you know, technology company that um, is doing some, some, in, some awesome work to protect children on, on the internet, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then the skate park project is, you know, fairly obvious. And so we launched outside to, to uh, direct profits in their direction. And when Ashton and Mila launched the GoFundMe campaign, I talked with Ashton briefly and said, hey, listen, what if we temporarily pivot proceeds from, um, you know, Thorne and the Skate Park Project, um, and thanks to both of those uh, organizations. But he said, "Yeah, that sounds like it's, you know, it, it it you know sounds like a fantastic idea if you guys are willing to do it." And so we did, um, and it, it sets up perfectly because there's a little box on the front label, as you saw. And so we That's right. I think it looks a, good. A perfect Ukraine flag in there, and um, so far people love it, man. You know, we've got people going into the tasting room and specifically requesting it. Um, and we've got a lot of distributors who are actually ordering pallets of it right now in Texas and up in New England. Oh, wonderful. To, to, to take it to stores too, which I never really even thought of, but you know, I think that, um, you know, once you, once you tap into something that, um, kind of takes on a life of its own and is doing good, then, you know, I think that, uh, you should explore all options like that. So I think in, in stores in Texas and in stores in New England, um, some of our friends and customers out there are going to be able to see that exact same label on store shelves here soon. So good. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, yeah. we are getting, we are getting very close sticky with knocking point business for a second here. We're getting very, very close to being able to finally see some of our, our longtime friends again, the knocking point supporters in Walla Walla the weekend of May 13th, I believe it is the 13th, 14th, 15th thereabouts whatever that saturday falls on I'm, I'm getting excited i'm getting excited to see the tasting room to see sarah to see your parents um uh you just had them down in california but how's everything shaping up for that weekend 
Really well, man. Sarah's going to have a full slate of stuff going for us. She told me the kind of the run of show. It's, it's, okay. it's the real deal. We got like multiple music acts. There's a magician coming. We've got different food trucks and food options. There's games. There's all kinds of like, it's, it's literally like a block party, right? Great. So, you know? Yeah. So the, the building, the tasting room is long. It's a, it's a hundred or 110 year old building with beautiful tall ceilings and exposed brick walls. And it, it, it's long, right? But the back has got a big roll of garage door and there's a really nice alley. When I say alley, you think of like dirty, dingy alley. This is Walla Walla, it's a small nope. town. The alley it's Walla Walla, Walla Washington. Right? That's not it's Walla Walla, right? It's a nice alley, right? It's paved. It's yeah. got a, a beautiful brick building right behind it, which is the armory for the, the, the um, uh, National Guard, I believe is, is, you know, what it is. But anyway, that's ours too. So we're going to string lights in the alley and have, you know, stations out there for wine and, um, it'll be like an inside outside thing with music out back and a full stage set up and lighting and stuff. It'll be, it'll be a big deal. It'll be a big deal mm-hmm. for Walla Walla. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, so. that's exciting. And we have news forthcoming about, <clears throat> we have news forthcoming about a potential, potential fun weekend for us in Boston later in the year. Remind me off the air to tell you about a potential job that, that, that just came down the pike for me today. I think you'll shit your pants when you hear about it. So please remind me to tell you about that. And I noticed I we were will. talking about, we, I noticed we were talking about Miami too, but just in general, we miss our knocking point friends and family. We're excited to get back out and see you guys. And, uh, and, and it starts in May. I know that weekend is completely, yeah. utterly irresponsibly sold out, but not irresponsibly. You know what I mean? But uh, there will members, be plenty more opportunities. Members come free. Members come free. Speaking of Miami, just circle back. Have you heard about Miami and what Miami is? I didn't know. No, this I haven't. Are you, tell ago. me now. Tell me yeah, now. Miami's Tell me on that. a yacht. So Eve's, oh, Eve's well, yes, I, okay, yeah, I got it now. Lonnie hooked up a yacht, like a legitimate okay. 70 footer. Okay. It's a 70 foot yacht. It's absolutely gorgeous. So whoever, and I mean, neither you or I will be there for all, all kinds of reasons. Didn't know that this was happening. So next time we go, let's get a bigger boat because I saw the boat <laughs> and it's, I've seen it. Whoever goes is going to have an absolute blast. So we're literally going to float around the bay in Miami for four hours, drinking our wine, hanging with other members and with Eve and whoever else wants to come um, on a beautiful, beautiful yacht. So when is it next April? It's the first week of April, man. You should go. If you can, you're in Atlanta. You should go, man. Float float around on the boat. Well, Get a jet ski. I'll tell you, do the I'll whole tell you thing. what. I- I got some, I got some, I got some quick hitters for you here because we will try to do this again on a weekly basis. We apologize for people that were expecting it, but this is this is the nature. But now that we know that we can just get together and have a conversation like this, I'm sure we're going to be able to bang it out. I got some quick hitters for you. I'm, um, I am, uh, I'm busy this coming week and and next weekend because I am taking my my beautiful wife to Augusta, Georgia on Saturday, and we're going to go to the uh. Masters. Good for you. Yes, we are. Yes, we Good are. And I am waiting right now. As we're taping this, it's one o six Eastern time on Friday, April first, and I'm I'm just checking the wire on a regular basis to see if Eldred Tiger Woods is going to be playing in the tournament because that would just be like there's no chance. Is there? Is there a chance? Like, is he Drew? It, it's he was he's in augusta right now and he was playing practice rounds testing out his leg to see if he's wow. coming back people think he's coming back holy cow they do um how has that not been in the in the news cycle slightly more right like i i, I 
tend to stay on top of most things across every category, and I haven't heard this. That's wild. It's it's in the Twitter cycle, but it's just speculatory at this point. There are real things. He's there. He's testing it out. I mean, Rory McIlroy said to TMZ that he saw Tiger and that Tiger looked great and what he's doing is inspirational, but nothing is confirmed yet. Yeah. So if you're looking at Apple News or CNN or ESPN or whatever, it's not being reported there. Got it. I see. Um, I see now, I see. that being said, I got to tell you, my friend, this past week in Georgia, you would not survive. I have never in my life seen pollen and things that fuck with your allergies like this before in my entire life. I've been driving. I have a Tesla down here and I've gone to put on autopilot a bunch of times and it's saying autopilot is disabled because the cameras at the front of the car are covered in so much fucking pollen. I got my car washed yesterday because I had left a window open and the entire inside of it was blanketed in this yellow, dusty mist. You would get off a plane and and six hours later, you'd be back at the fucking airport heading back to California. I swear to God, it is no joke. It apparently I lasts for about sneezing two to three morning. weeks. Yeah, apparently it lasts about two to three weeks and then it's done, but I've never experienced anything like it before. Ever. I was sneezing this morning here in LA, and it was like a halfway damp morning. So yeah, I would just get hit hit in the face with with that like a blanket that would knock me down. Yeah. And I didn't even have allergies um, until I was like twenty. That's 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 the weird thing. I guess they're like a snapshot in time. But hey, yeah. Um, and I think the last time I was in Atlanta was with you, and it was probably like late fall. But then I also yep. went to Denny's wedding. I remember Denny. I mean, obviously, you, you know Denny. Of course. Uh, but his wedding was, you know, a dozen years ago now, whatever it was. And it was in, it, it was either July or August. And um, I, I, I'm trying to remember which was worst, August in Atlanta or August in Austin. I'm trying to remember, like, in terms of the humidity and, and, and the heat, because they're both pretty damn close. That's right. Way up there. Yeah, we were in, we were in the West Coast. Yeah, we would have been in we would have been in Austin in August back when you when you married Ginger George. Yeah, that would have been August August time. <laughs> um, anyone that knows that story, Drew performed a wedding at a he performed a marriage ceremony at a knocking point party. Ginger George, they came to our Austin event back in college. Jeez, oh my goodness, when was it? it would have been sort of December. And uh, yeah. yep, still ha- still happily married, still happily and legally married. That's right. I think that inspired you. That moment inspired you to get ordained, and you've done a a couple since too. So, congratulations. No, you marrying me and Cass inspired me to get ordained. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought you seeing me do it twice, and you know, having a two to zero scorecard against you on the on the ceremonies (laughs) officiated inspired. I I think you've lapped me now, though. You've done like what three, four? I've done done, no. Well, certainly two. Yeah, it might be a third thrown in there, but certainly two very impactful ones, Mr. Yeah. Uh, our buddy yeah. Jeff and our, our, our buddy uh, Roy and his beautiful wife, Lene. Yeah. Um, so I just um, I just want to get out of here on, on one on one quick thing. I I was reading Twitter this morning and I saw um, our our buddy uh, Will Blackman. Um, who works with Knocking Point and has been on this podcast, he just put a tweet out there. He said, everything in Hollywood is staged. And I 
I, I don't take umbrage with this, but I want to give it a little context. Now, of course, when something when someone says something like that these days, it's born out of what happened in the Oscars this past Sunday, which we don't have to rehash because I appreciate Daniel Radcliffe's position, which is everyone. I've already heard so many opinions about it that I'm fucking exhausted by it. So we don't need yeah. to go over it. But he put everything in Hollywood stage. The implication being that well, I, that the Oscars already decided. Well, I'm here to tell Will something, okay? The Oscars are a television show, yes, but so are NFL games. NFL games are a television show. When they make rule changes for NFL games, for NBA games, for less so Major League Baseball because they can't get out of its own way, but uh, the National Hockey League, the World Cup, these are television shows, and they are built to attract viewers. No one gives a shit about fans in the seats. They care about eyeballs on the screen because of advertising dollars, because of television contracts, which dwarf the gate receipts, period, full stop, period. Yep. So my point is, yes, everything in Hollywood is staged, but this is a really important thing to remember. You can bet on the Oscars. You can bet on the Emmys. I could go in... And I could have laid down $10,000 on Will Smith to win Best Actor at the Academy Awards because there is an actual vote. It is actually run by an accounting firm and no one knows the actual results. Otherwise, Vegas wouldn't take the action. So in a lot of ways, Hollywood and the NFL aren't that different. It's not the WWE because there's a bunch of stuff going down WrestleMania weekend and I know about a bunch of it. I know some things that are happening. And I know some things that aren't happening and I can't go to Vegas right now or go online and bet on it. That wasn't really a question, but I just want everyone to remember, yeah, yeah, Hollywood's all, Hollywood's all staged, but there are elements of it insofar as it's a television show, but it's also a meritocracy. And I think people need to remember that. I'm off my That's a great point. Now. Yeah, man. I'm actually glad that, that, that we didn't bring it up because every, every podcast, every Everything I've tuned into for the last week talked about it with their own similar twist on it, right? So what's what's the point, you know? Um, I've never seen um, something – I've never seen – have you ever seen something, without getting into specifics about it, have you ever seen something work through the cultural cycle in a five – it's been ostensibly five full days since then. Have you ever seen something work through the cultural cycle like that in five days? I feel like it happened six months ago. Yeah, I mean, not uh, no, I have, I have not, and I think you know the 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 best take that I heard that was kind of the the one outlier on the whole thing, which I love, was from Michael okay. Rappaport, and Uh-oh. all he said, <laughs> all he said, he said a lot, he said a lot, he ran it for like twenty minutes, but his big takeaway was that Chris Rock does not have a glass jaw, and people need to respect that, right? Like he didn't. <laughs> And I love it. And it's like for all you people to talk that maybe he had a glass jaw, he doesn't. He didn't take a step back. He didn't fall down. He barely even lost his balance. That guy's got a got a got a good chin on him. That's the best. I'm like, you know what? That's true. <laughs> Will Smith, 6'3", 200 and something pounds. Chris Rock barely even budged, man. That guy's the real deal. I was standing on the arrow set one night and uh, we were out, we were working and it was, I believe it was season four of the show, possibly season three. And a girl that I was working with um, was dating Chris and at rap, he was just kind of standing there saying hello to crew members. 
not a large man no. at all. Yeah. Will Smith, on the other hand, big dude. Is, it's a big, big dude. He's like he's like Momoa size ish, or like yeah, Alexander it, Ludwig size. They were saying Anyhow. six three, six three, two two. You know, well into the two. All of it. Big guy. All of yeah. it. All of it. Yeah. There's you know there's 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 a re- there's a reason that he hasn't done a movie with certain actors in Hollywood that are a little on the shorter side. Hey, what are your weekend plans, big dog? <laughs> Uh, we're going to the beach for a couple of days for a little, you know, we're right in this window of spring break where, you know, Kennedy mm-hmm. was off last week or sorry, this week and then next week and then Miller's off next week. Right. So, um, so we're going to, we're going to go spend a couple, two and a half days out at the beach and then come right back and, um, you know, get back into baseball and all that stuff. We've got baseball and tennis and T-ball and everything. So we're, mm-hmm. we're, in, we're just sort of in a, in a groove here with the kiddos, you know what yeah. I mean? Right? I figured Let's we'd be it. able to bang out. I figured we'd be able to bang out one of the one of the reasons that this has taken so long to do is because I I just assumed that we'd be able to bang it out on the weekend at some point. But I think this might be our jam. A little earlier in the day for you, a little later start in the day for me. As a matter of fact, I have the day off today, which is really lovely. So that's great. Look, I'm going to let you run to the beach and um, let's circle the calendars and talk again this week. Let's do it. I'm around. All right, man. All, right. All the best. Bye bye.